Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. David Larala of Fangraphs joins us. David does great work interviewing hitters and people involved <laughs> with hitting. And his latest piece up at Fangraphs is an interview that he has with Cardinals rookie Brendan Donovan. David, thanks so much for taking some time with Michelle and I this morning. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing great, folks. I'm actually in Michigan on vacation, so I'm I'm in chill mode right now. But, you know, taking time to talk baseball is Pretty easy for me. It's almost like being on vacation, isn't it? <laughs> Baseball? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when you're knee-deep working in it, maybe not, but hey, <laughs> hey close I, enough, right? Yeah. David, we wanted to talk about uh, your interviews with people associated with the Cardinals, and I thought it was notable uh, it, with your Brendan Donovan interview that a, a young hitter isn't all caught up in home runs and not all caught up in launch angle. He seems to be more of a throwback, at least in terms of his offensive approach. Well, maybe, but that's a Cardinals thing, right? You know, the Cardinals have had a reputation for a long time of being kind of old school, which I don't think is really accurate, at least not in today's world. You know, like their hitting coach, you know, Jeff Elbert, to me, is the perfect blend. He believes in the basics of hitting and, the new, you know, new school at the same time, right? Well, David, I want to ask you about Jeff Albert because we talk about the, quote, Jeff Albert approach oftentimes here in St. Louis. And the way that we understand it is that it is a little bit more analytics heavy. So tell us what you learned about Jeff Albert and his philosophy and how, as you describe, he brings common sense and analytics to the Cardinals. Well, I think that it that Jeff probably does have, you know, a quote unquote, new age approach, but to people with, you know, with that approach who are smart, they're not a one-size-fits-all type of, of coach. If a certain swing, uh, you know, and a body type doesn't work well, you know, to hit the ball in the air a lot, you know, Brendan Donovan being a classic example, they're, they're going to look at all of the analytic data and say, hey, you know, if, if you do this, you're going to have less success. But if you do that, you're going to have more success. So they try to optimize what works better for the individual, which is the ideal approach. One of the guys that we talked to about hitting a lot, David, is Mark McGuire. And one of the the things that he says that I always remember when I watch hitters now is the ground is your friend. And it's interesting with a guy like Donovan and really most good hitters, they really do have a, a great base, don't they? It, it seems like those guys, when, when you watch their foot and their leg, it, it really all comes from there offensively. Well, I mean, sure, but, you know, again, that's just only one part uh, of, you know, the whole equation, you know, with the whole, you know, biomechanic, you know, the kinetic chain, whatever, it does start from the bottom and work work up. But there have always been hitters 
who you know who are going to be oh I guess the term is handsy they're they're going to work more with their hands they're going to try to slap the ball and you know drive it into gap like Willie McGee right you know back in the day but sure if you're tr- if you're going to hit the ball as hard as you can you really need that strong base and to use your legs you know your hips and your core to help you drive the ball David, you've had some great conversations with some great hitters. Nolan Arenado. You've talked to Fernando Tatis Jr., Jesse Winker, just to name a few. There's dozens of names on this list. Is there a common denominator that you hear from all of these players about hitting? Boy, you know, that's a really hard question. Um, You know, maybe it circles back to what I was just saying, is that you have to know yourself as a hitter what works. I mean, you just mentioned Nolan Arenado. Um, I talked to Nolan Arenado for my hitting series a few years ago when he was with Colorado. Well, I happened to talk to Daniel Murphy on either the same day or the day after in that same clubhouse, and they were just complete polar opposites on how they approach hitting. Arenado was very old school of, you know, see ball, hit ball, where Daniel Murphy wanted to know absolutely everything analytically about a swing. Um, and they're both exceptional big league hitters in their prime. So, you know, I think the common denominator is knowing what, what works for you, and not just physically, but also mentally. With the information available now, it, does it make sense for a hitter to not take advantage of the numbers that are out there? And I'm not saying, like Daniel Murphy, just know every single thing, but it seems like there are numbers and video out there for hitters that pretty much everybody could take advantage of. Well, they can, and the smart hitters do. Um, I'm thinking back now, I guess I shouldn't name the name, but uh, there was a big league manager that I spoke to uh, earlier this season. It was sort of an off-the-record conversation saying the hitters on his team were one or the other to an extreme. They either wanted to know nothing or they wanted to know everything. And in a perfect world, you, you blend the two. You know, you take information that's going to help you without, you know, overloading your own, own census. So, yes, I think every hitter within the parameters of what they feel will help them should use it. You know, you can't ignore it. And I think for the vast majority of hitters, and this goes for anybody in any line, if you overload your brain with information, you're probably, you know, it's too much. Yeah, the worst thing that you can do, hitters hitters will tell you, and it's kind of like golf, the worst thing that you can do up there is think, right? Right, you cannot think and hit at the same time, exactly. But the preparation that gets you into that batter's box to succeed, it, you know, is always going to be important. The same thing on the mound. You know, if you stand on that rubber having no idea how your stuff works and what the hitter hits well, um, you're sunk. Yeah, and the, David, the reason I, I brought up the the use of numbers is because Matt Carpenter admitted that when in working with Jeff Albert, he never really bought in to the analytics. Then he he redid his swing during the off season, and there were some things analytically that benefited him in allowing him to come back with the Yankees like he has. Um, I'm sure that's true, but it probably helps to have a uh, you know little league uh, you know outfield and right field. I'm joking there on the comment that somebody made about how short it was, but 
um, you know, I work out of Boston and see the Red Sox a lot. So <laughs> when I see somebody punch a 300-foot home run oppo at Yankee Stadium, I just roll my eyes. I'm, I sure. Have to. <laughs> I'm sure, David. Uh, last question for me. Is there a generational divide at all when it comes to analytics? Because I'm assuming a lot of these younger players, it's been implemented into their routines at a lot earlier age. And I'm just wondering if you talk to younger players that are a little bit more open to analytics as opposed to maybe some veteran guys. Oh, 100%. But that's something that has changed as well. I have been writing for Fangraphs for a little over a decade and uh, at Baseball Prospectus before that. And, you know, 10 years ago, I would walk into a clubhouse and walk up to a player and they, you know, they may probably didn't know who Fangraphs was. You know, I would mention analytic uh, concepts and they, you know, I would say a small percentage knew really what I was talking about. I walk into a clubhouse now, and even if it is a veteran player, I would say almost nobody isn't familiar with fan graphs or, or these concepts. You know, an occasional veteran player uh, is going to say, yeah, I, I know that, but I don't use it. But they are very aware that it is there for them if they want it. David, we'll let you get back to your vacation. We thank you so much for taking some time with us this morning here on the air in St. Louis, and hopefully we can do this again sometime. Would love to, folks. So, uh, you know, happy summer to all. You too. Thank you very much. That's David Lauria from uh, Fangraphs here on 101 ESPN. Michelle, there was a great piece, speaking of analytics and the acceptance of analytics, there's a great piece at The Athletic about one of the Dodgers pitchers who is having a, a really good year, and he was with Colorado. He got cut by Colorado, and the Dodgers picked him up. Yancy Almonte is his name. And he wasn't taught anything about analytics in Colorado. Comes to the Dodgers. They say, okay, here's how you need to use your stuff. Your stuff is fine, but here's how you need to use it. And so far this year with the Dodgers, Yancy Almonte has an 0.96 earned run average in 15 games. He has a whip this year of well below one. And in 18 and two-thirds innings, he struck out 20 and walked only seven. I think a lot of it is, okay, use these tools properly. Don't try to know everything about the numbers because it will overload you. But for a pitcher, okay, don't use your four, don't use your two-seamer anymore. Go four-seamer and slider. Or if you're a hitter, uh, this is what you need to do in terms of launch angle. Uh, Brendan Donovan told Mm -hmm. David, okay, I I swing on a flat plane. He's a line drive hitter. It doesn't make any sense for Brendan Donovan to use launch angle and try to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So it really does go back to simplicity, I think. Well, what did he say about Nolan Arenado? See ball, hit ball. And... I always go back to the guy who we know that knows the most about hitting, which is Mark McGuire, who said it's a feeling. And I think you can use these numbers as tools for your preparation, but that when it comes down to it, when you step in the box, all of that needs to be out of the way. The worst thing I would think that a hitter can do, and I always relate it to golf, think about being on a golf course and somebody having an iPad there, and on the third tee, They show you your swing, and then you're thinking about what you saw on the iPad on the fourth tee. There's no way that you you can hit 
effectively. You can hit a ball effectively. If you're thinking about what you just saw on video, you need to be at a place where you can practice and work on what you saw on video. You just can't do it automatically. And that was one of Big Mac's big issues with video is that after that bat, players would go back to the video room, watch themselves on tape, and then get themselves all domed up. Yeah, how can you not get in your head if you've just watched yourself and you didn't have success and you're trying to fix it before the next time you come up? You're, of course you're going to mm-hmm. be thinking about it. It's almost impossible. It's human nature. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.